Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. The winner of the 63rd running of the Daytona 500 is indeed Michael McDowell. Uh, not everybody makes it to victory lane, and, you know, for 14 years I didn't. And, uh... Yeah, so just to be here now is just so amazing. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952 by Xfinity XFi, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you for yet another get-together after the 63rd running of the Daytona 500. And to reflect back, we're going to give you a NASCAR Live backtrack from all the action that made up the great American race. And we're also going to chat... With the winner of the Daytona 500, Michael McDowell will join us on this week's show. Plus, he wasn't the only winner this weekend. Austin Cindric went to victory lane in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Ben Rhodes went to victory lane in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. We will chat with those two gentlemen as well. We'll have all the winners for you from Speed Weeks 2021. We're also going to remember some of the drivers who earned their first Cup Series wins in the Daytona 500. Plus, Look ahead to our return to the World Center of Racing for this weekend's action on the road course. And we'll have a whole lot more for you as well. But to get us started is Kyle Ricky. He's here to catch us up with all the news after a lot of on-track action this past week and weekend at Daytona. Kyle? Mike, with the Daytona 500 win behind him, Michael McDowell and his front row motorsports team look to the bigger picture now, the playoffs. McDowell has never been a part of the 16-driver postseason, but the Daytona 500 win locks him into the playoff field. A fact that he says won't change much with his team outside of being able to be more aggressive on the racetrack. Not a lot will change for us for the rest of the season as far as you know our effort and what we're gonna do. I think what will change is we'll, we'll be able to be a bit more aggressive and I, I think that we'll have a little bit more confidence and swag too. Hear more from the first time NASCAR Cup Series winner later in the show. All three of NASCAR's National Series are back on track this weekend in Daytona. 
but on the 3.61-mile, 14-turn road course. The same course used last August and last Tuesday night in the Bush Clash. Chase Elliott has won the last four points-paying road course events, including the race at the Daytona Road Course last August, and many of his competitors point to him as this weekend's early favorite. But Elliott says that isn't necessarily the case. Well, I think it's an easy thing to say, you know, based on the past results, but I've, I've said it once and I'll say it a hundred more times, just because you ran good somewhere in the past doesn't mean you're going to come back and be that good again. So this is a evolving sport. Things change, people improve, uh, people figure things out, cars get better, drivers get better. The road course weekend in Daytona begins this Friday with the Break Best Select 159 presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here on MRN. And actor Kevin James will serve as the Grand Marshal for Sunday's O'Reilly Auto Parts 253 NASCAR Cup Series race in Daytona. James is the executive producer and stars in the new Netflix sitcom The Crew and says he's been leaning on one veteran NASCAR crew chief to help him develop the show about life in the NASCAR garage as a crew chief. Uh, it's been Tony Gibson, who I, I, I base my name off of, Kevin. We gave him that because he's been such a great ally. He's been so helpful in helping me, and he came on set, and he would just call BS when he saw it, and he's like, this would never, t you know. Uh, and, and knowing that, it's also a show that's got a, you know, so it's like he knew the exact line to draw and, and be like, this is what it would be like. Uh, and he, he's been teaching me so much about what the aspects of all of it about assembling the team and, and what you got to do as a leader season one of the crew is now available on netflix mike thank you kyle coming up we'll revisit this past weekend's great american race and later we will chat with the daytona 500 champion michael mcdowell Wheelan would like to congratulate Michael McDowell and his number 34 Front Row Motorsports pit crew for the dramatic win at Daytona International Speedway in the wee hours of Monday morning. They are the Wheelan pit crew of the week. McDowell thanked the entire team for making his first Cup Series win possible. To get my first Cup win at Daytona, it's just, it's unbelievable. I'm just so thankful for everybody that just has allowed me to do it. It's you know, it's not been an easy road, and, and there's been lots of years where I was wondering what the heck am I doing and, and why am I doing it. And um, I always knew that if you just kept grinding that, you know, one day everything will line up and it'll go right. And um, But as you get further into it, you just don't know. So I'm just, just thankful, very thankful to everybody that made it possible. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The 2021 NASCAR Cup Series season is underway, and the 63rd running of the Daytona 500 was one to be remembered. Here's how it all sounded on the Motor Racing Network with a brand new NASCAR Live Backtracks. This is our Super Bowl for all these drivers. They are all jacked up. They're ready to go. Tyler Reddick, Corning, California. Now that I kind of trip myself out a little bit, I can get in the car a lot easier since I'm not having to bend my, my beer gut in half on top of itself. I can get in the car a lot quicker, you know? Surprised with all the oysters and crab legs you had last night. Oh, I sent them back to the ocean already. 40 cars come down to the line. They call it the Great American Race. And the green flag is in the air, and we're running the 63rd annual Daytona 500. Whoa, trouble back straight away. Now Eric Gamble roll against turn. Yeah, we're crashed here. 
And so is everybody else. Uh, I have no vitals. Yeah, I'm okay. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, I have no idea why we're pushing and shoving that hard this early into a 500 mile race. Uh, Eric Elmarola uh, running second. Behind him, Christopher Bell. On the bottom of the racetrack, looks like Christopher got into the back of Eric. You all good there? Yeah, I'm good. Man, what a mess there. Dude, that's a hell of a job. That's, that's a really good car for pushing there. Just take care of your stuff here. Get behind the four, wherever he goes through, back stretch in the corner. You stay right in track with him. There's cars everywhere over there. Now we are getting word from NASCAR that we need to bring this race to a stop on pit road. We have lightning in the area. Got a lightning strike. Gonna bring you down pit road. Pit road's closed, but they bring you down. Make sure we get everything turned off. Guys, we've got a lot of rain coming. For that. Yeah, and the driver's been waiting, probably sitting in her motorhomes, a lot of them just kind of hanging out, getting ready for this particular moment. All right, Bubba, Freddy, crew, game pace is back on here. Got work to do right away. Let's get to it. I'll walk you through your reference again here. Stay out. Five away. Three, two, and one. You had me all confused there. For, trying to wake you up, bro. <laughs> Needed it, I guess. I was about to come in high. Damaged car of William Byron has the rear bumper cover flapping in the breeze. He's going to be getting a black flag this time by. They said we, they posted this and need to put the tail on. The tail's still on it. But they said to post it when you want to do reading. We got to put the left side tail on. So, yeah, we can just come on down. Quinn Howe gets spun around. He looked like he made contact with the outside safer barrier. Caution flies on the speedway for the third time tonight. You all right, buddy? Tire blue going into turn one. I don't know. It's off the damn boxes out here. It's tire blue because I ran over something when he threw it off hit my windshield. Now Ryan Priest will jump up there because Hamlin and Kyle Busch took the low line out of two. Everybody shifts to the outside. Kyle can't get in line. Now we'll get some help from Stenhouse. Stenhouse will pass it three wide on the bottom. Kyle Busch falls out of the top ten at the front of the field. That was just fantastic. Only mother to get shuffled out. What the f why do we suck so bad at play races? How's your town, sir? Who the f cares? Denny Hamlin will win stage number one. Definitely feel super draggy up front. Feel slow. Yeah, of course. Good job there. The air is really, really dense, but really dense. So, pretty rare condition, too. A little fire down here coming out from the right rear fender of Chaz Corrales' car. We got a fire in the right rear, guys. Fire in the right rear. Be ready to put that out first. Big fire in the right rear. Cycle it here. Do not cycle it. Do not cycle it. Three, two, one. Right here. Right here. Frank pedal went to the floor. Fire. There, the fire. The big fire. Because you probably just need to, you might need to just get out. If you aim a leaf blower at me, I'll be able to breathe. Position six, seven, and eight are Chevrolets and Ross Chastain, Austin Dillon, and Chase Elliott. Y'all still awake? Yep, watching you. Here's Keselowski trying to make the move on Logano. Logano throws the block. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. Let us know you're okay as soon as you can, please. Okay, I think. Still getting hit. All right, nothing else coming. Direct me for the win. Caution is on the speedway. We'll wait and see who was the race leader when the caution flag came out. Oh, no, Drew, who won? Did we win it? The winner 
of the 63rd running of the Daytona 500 is indeed Michael McDowell. They can go ahead and celebrate now. It was a very special moment for Michael McDowell and the Front Row Motorsports team. We'll chat with the Daytona 500 champion next and later. We'll sit down with this past weekend's NASCAR Xfinity Series winner, Austin Sendrick. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This is NASCAR Live. Here's Keselowski trying to make the move on Logano. Logano throws the block. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. Up into the outside wall. He'll take Kyle Busch with him. Everybody now racing off the corner in a horrific crash on the final lap of the Daytona 500. Caution is on the speedway. Caution is on the speedway. We'll wait and see who was the race leader when the caution flag came out. And we are now getting word from NASCAR. The winner of the 63rd running of the Daytona 500 is indeed Michael McDowell. They can go ahead and celebrate now. It will be a victory by mere inches. McDowell wins the Daytona 500. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded in the wee early morning hours of Monday morning. Michael McDowell going to victory lane and earning his first ever NASCAR Cup Series victory. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Indeed, friends, Michael McDowell is the winner of the 2021 Daytona 500. And Michael was able to share some time with our Dylan Welch to reflect on his career-defining moment. Joined now by the winner, of the 2021 Daytona 500. That is Michael McDowell. So, Michael, uh, have you slept at all? I guess that's probably the first question. I know you've been busy this morning, but uh, did you get any sleep last night? No, I didn't. Um, you know, by the time that we got done with media and tech and and loading the car in the hauler to, to go over to the uh, um, to the ticket office, to the museum, you know, it was it was. 5:30 in the morning, so it wasn't worth getting just an hour of sleep before the the media tour started. So I I just kind of decided to uh, answer some texts and have some phone calls, and uh, yeah. So tonight I'll get hopefully a little chance to sleep. Well, I want to I want to. There's a lot to talk about, obviously, but I want to start with something that our own Steve Post asked you in Victory Lane about. You know, you you dream. Every driver dreams about winning a race like the Daytona 500, and and you've been very close. You know, the last several years, you're always up front at these super speedway races, always in the hunt. But to finally break through, to finally have everything fall your way and win your first race on the biggest stage, uh, I mean, was it was it as exciting and and worth it as you dreamed it would be? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's hard to hard to put it into words. You know, just the emotion that you have in that very moment um, of just excitement and just, I mean, you're just overwhelmed. And then for me, you know, the few hours after that was just, man, it was just humbling. And it was, 
you know, it was just emotional to think about how many people and, and how many people, you know, sacrificed a lot for me to get to this point and, you know, all the opportunities that I've had and, and just, you know, you just become very thankful and it's a very humbling experience. Well, and, and, you know, I think back to, you know, your crash at Texas and, and, you know, you had to grind a lot to just get up, get into a position, you know, after that, where you were in a solid, stable ride and, and now to have this all come together, um, you know, like it has. I mean, I, I just I can't imagine what that feels like to to have gone through what you've gone through just to, you know, to stay in the sport and, and now to win the biggest race of all. I, I have to imagine that is an extremely rewarding feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the journey is what makes it, you know, even sweeter. It's just like you said, you know, there's many years where, you know, you're just grinding it out trying to stay in the sport and, and do whatever you can and you know, whether that was starting parking or running a commercial series or, you know, whatever you had to do to just stay in something. Um, you know, it's all worthwhile when you when you get an opportunity like this. So let's go back to the last few laps and, and, you know, even specifically the last lap, you know, going down the backstretch, you're in a position to, you know, to make a move to, you know, try to pull out of line or, or do something to, to kind of control your own fate a little bit. Take us behind the wheel and, and into your helmet. What was going through your head? What was the thought process as you, as you came off a of turn two and, and kind of started to get set up to, to make some sort of move? You know, my thought process uh, really was the the same as you know what I had going into the race was just to be in that top three or four coming to the white and and just push you know whoever I could in front of me um, until you got off a of turn four because that's you know I felt like in the years past I've pulled out of line too soon or tried to make my move too soon and so I was just committed to staying with that two car a- until until it was time and um, you know it, it it all just worked out just perfectly. And now, kind of with uh, with how NASCAR sets their lineups, we get to go to the Daytona Road Course next week, which is, uh, you know, you're a road course guy. You, you run very well on the road courses, and uh, you're going to get a chance to start up front and, and potentially go back-to-back here at Daytona. So uh, how do you feel about your chances next week, even on the road course, with a, with a good starting spot? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, That's actually one, one of the things that, that came up last night, just, you know, as you're thinking about, all the things and what it means to win the race. I told Drew, I said, hey, we're not going to have to start 30th next week. We're going to be up front, which um, is nice because, you know, last year with, um, you know, just the way that it worked with the weighted, um, you know, points, owner's points with the result and all that, we just never had an opportunity to start up front with our, you know, in the road courses. So we had to kind of dig ourselves out. So, you know, we're excited about coming back here and, and having a shot at it. Yeah, absolutely. And and last thing, I know I know you're busy, but how will this? How will last night winning the Daytona 500? How will that change your life moving forward? You know, man, it's not going to change my life. It's 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 definitely going to change. You know, some of the the peripheral things, and you know, there's such great honor that comes with it. But you know, driving a race car is is what you do. It's it's not who you are. It doesn't define you. So you know, my kids and my family, and and just you know, your friends are not going to look at you any different. And, um, and so, it, you know, it doesn't change your, your, your life or who you are, but it definitely, I mean, it's a big deal and it's a, it's a huge accomplishment and it, it means a lot for our race team. It guarantees us in the playoffs, which, you know, helps us financially and helps our partners. And there's so much that, that it does by winning a race that for sure it's going to change things, but you know, it doesn't change who you are. 
Absolutely. Well, well done and enjoy the accomplishment. Hope you're, you're able to soak it all in and, and congratulations again. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you, Dylan. Coming up, we'll speak with Saturday night's NASCAR Xfinity Series winner, Austin Sendrick. And later, we'll visit with Friday night's Truck Series winner, Ben Rhodes, as he'll stop by and join us. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This is NASCAR Live. Austin Sendrick maintains the lead by a car length. Here comes Brett Moffitt up to second. Bypassing Harrison Burton, who has been shuffled to the bottom of the racetrack. It's Sendrick off turn four. Harrison Burton on the inside. Sendrick on the outside. Checkered flag is waving. Here comes Moffitt. He'll dive to the outside, and it will not be enough at the line. Austin Sendrick is taking Ford back to victory lane in Daytona. Sendrick getting the win. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Saturday evening on the Motor Racing Network. Austin Sendrick opened up the 2021 NASCAR Xfinity Series season, defending his title with a win at the World Center of Racing. Our Woody Kane caught up with Austin to look back on Saturday night's win and his NASCAR Cup Series debut in the 500. Austin Sendrick joins us now. He drives the number 22 Ford Mustangs for Team Penske, and he started off defense of his Xfinity Series championship with a win at Daytona and ran the Daytona 500. Still a big smile on your face, Austin. What a weekend. Have you Has your head stopped spinning yet? Well, maybe in more ways than one after that last <laughs> lap, but um, no, it's definitely a great way to start the year in Xfinity. Um, our, our guys have put a lot of effort over the offseason to, to bring some fast forward Mustangs and you know, I, I don't think we've, we've been an A-plus car at some of these super speedways in the past. And I was actually kind of bummed out when qualifying was rained out because I wanted to showcase the, 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 the gains because we showed significant improvements in our single car speed and practice. And obviously that showed in the race. You know, we controlled a lot of the race and uh, were able to execute there at the end on a, on a green-white checker with a great push from AJ. And, um, yeah, start, start off with, with a win in a Verizon 5G Ford Mustang. Even though you wanted some practice, I know you couldn't have been too disappointed to start up front in that event, but tell me if it went sort of like you expected or if it was completely uh, the other way around. I know uh, almost everybody who raced at Daytona this weekend was in some kind of an overtime finish. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of moments in that race. So, you know, I think I think for me, um, heading into that weekend, the mindset um, surrounding it is that, that Chase Chase wasn't in the field. You know, Chase, Chase Briscoe and I last year worked really well together on the super speedways, being the only two Fords and, and still really in the last couple of races, being able to control the race at some point and find each other. So um, that was heading into the weekend, a, a new challenge and working with Riley Herbst and, and, and Ryan Sieg, you know, we got together, we talked it out. We, we tried to establish some sort of trust and um, early, early parts of the race, we were able to, to, to work together on restarts and, and, and be able to, to kind of set the groundwork for, for moving forward. But, but past that, um, you know, like I said, we had a lot of speed. And, and I think that showed, you know, I think that was the most times my spotter keyed up over the radio telling me that people wanted to work with us. <laughs> and, and that tells you you got a fast race car. It makes your life a lot easier as a driver when, when you can showcase that speed. So I'm just really proud of that, proud of my guys, proud of, proud of them continuing to develop 
And, um, you know, proud of my spotter, Coleman Presley. You know, I, I think that's his first win on a super speedway. And, and, and he works harder than anybody else, man. I mean, he, he's, he's one of those guys you put in the effort and he'll equal it. So, uh, it's, it's been fun to see that he was, he was so excited. We, I called him after the race and, and, um, I, I heard it, I heard his voice crack a few times on the last lap, you know, little voice <laughs> jumps. And he was telling me that his, uh, his binoculars kept fogging up the last lap. He was breathing so hard. So, um, anyway, I was really happy for him. He was probably even happier than I was to win that thing. But, uh, yeah, a great, great way to start the year. And, um, hopefully we can keep the momentum going. And it took a little drama to get there, but you make your first Daytona 500 as well. And you ran well at times, led a little bit, but man, at the end of that thing, you got caught in that last big one and looking at the slow motion replay. And I can say this now because we know everybody was who was in it was okay. But the only thing I could think of was you going through like one of those flame broiler burger things, the way all the fire was around you. And you even tweeted fire is hot. I guess it is, man. I mean, I, I try not to sound smart when I say that, but it's hot. Like, holy cow. Like I've never experienced something more real and powerful than that kind of a fire. And honestly, we're lucky that there was at the end of the race on low fuel. I mean, Brad only had probably two, three laps of fuel left or something like that, at least, uh, given the stints. And that's what all came out on, uh, out of the car and onto the track and onto my car. So, um, I, I feel very fortunate that the cars are safe because regardless of the fire, which obviously made it visually spectacular, but that was a big impact i i i'd put a lot of money that we we were we were p1 on the uh on the data recorder <laughs> for <laughs> for that one so i'm i'm feeling a little bit uh, the days after but i'm fine um so um like i said very very fortunate nascar and, and team penske build safe race cars and um ready ready to go again back to your your regular gig in the xfinity series defending champ and now you head to the road course at daytona is is that something now that you've kind of gotten the the daytona 500 under your belt and done something you haven't done before now you're going to a place where it kind of feels like a your, your favorite pair of shoes or something going back on because you're you're one of the best road racers in the series and you won there last year yeah obviously there, there's there's a difference between speedway racing and a lot of the other racetracks we go to this year. I mean, you can say there's a comfort level with the road courses for me, but um, there, there's new challenges every time. I and mean, I, I felt like the Daytona road course, although we won the race, I was, I was not very satisfied with, with how we showed up with the car and um, try and try and improve that. So um, obviously we, we have a little bit to learn from, from the clash and, and watching that race. But uh, overall, I'm excited to see the package that we brought for, for this weekend. And hopefully it can be, you know, strong, stronger than what we had last time. Everyone's going to be stepping up their game. You got to remember the last time we raced there, there was no practice or anything. No one had seen that racetrack. So it's definitely, definitely a different ball game. Uh, I think heading into this weekend, Austin, congratulations on a strong start to the season. Good luck this weekend and keep it up. Awesome. Thanks. Well, you appreciate it. There you go. That's Austin Sendrick. He drives the number 22 Ford Mustangs at team Penske. Thank you, Woody coming up. We'll hear from Friday night's NASCAR camping world truck series winner, Ben Rhodes. And later, we look back at some of the drivers who earned their first NASCAR Cup Series win by way of winning the Daytona 500. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! greater things this year everyone plays a part be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing toyota let's go places nascar is a registered trademark of national association for stock car auto racing inc this 
is NASCAR Live. Corey Roper leads by a truck length, but here comes Ben Rhodes. Here comes Matt Crafton trying to line up. Crafton nearly gets the outside wall. They're three wide behind him, but Corey Roper leads. Here they come. Sparks flying. Trucks wrecking. One of them goes sliding wide to the checkered flag. They come outside lane. Ben Rhodes on the outside lane wins at Daytona. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Friday night on the Motor Racing Network. Ben Rhodes winning a wild one at Daytona, kicking off the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series season. Woody Kane sat down with Ben to look back on Friday night's win. Ben Rhodes is with us now. He drives the number 99 Toyota Tundras for Thor Sport Racing, and he won the season opener at Daytona, and he's still got a huge smile on his face after doing all that. But, Ben, before we talk racing, I got to ask you, I saw some pictures from Thor Sport this week, and it looked like the snow was up past the doors. Have you been to the shop, and have they put you to work digging out sidewalks? <laughs> so it's funny you say that. I'm on my way up to Thor Sport tonight. Uh, I'm flying into Detroit, renting a car, driving through the snow to Thor Sport. Uh, it, it's been planes, trains, automobiles. I'm gonna plug my sponsor, Bombardier's. It's been Learjet's, trains, automobiles since um, since the wind, man. It's been so crazy. It's been an absolute whirlwind. Yeah, but you wouldn't have it any other way, I bet. Uh, it's just been it's just been fantastic. And, and what a race, huh? Yeah, it was, so I didn't realize that it was as crazy as it was until afterwards and I went and watched the replays. Like that was an insane race. So <laughs> I knew up front like that that we had so many lead changes and it seemed like nobody could keep the lead longer than like a lap. You know, it was just back to back. And I, I thought that this was one of the most entertaining races and and recent history for the truck series. Um, I honestly thought that uh, <laughs> that the trucks were so stable this year with the left side side skirt that it just made for some amazing racing. I mean, back and forth, you couldn't hold on to the lead, but then you could make heck of a run on the outside, getting back again. It was just lots of comers and goers. And it seems like in past years, the issue has been you could get to somebody, but not necessarily around them. That didn't seem to be the case for you or any of the any of the guys. No, you can you can make some crazy runs and you can make it work well. I mean, Roper caught me off guard going into turn one on the last lap he pulls down right in front of me I was like where did you come from and I thought I had the inside line I thought I was in the catbird seat and then um, sure enough he, he gets in front of me I was up, upset for like half a second then I realized wait a minute I'm second at Daytona on the last lap that's actually not a bad thing so um, lost the lead a little upset but then it worked out great I had my teammate behind me Matt Crafton he was pushing he was pushing his Tundra. He's pushing my Bombardier Tundra. We, we made it to the front. But if it wasn't for him, I don't know if we could have got the win. I got to give him a huge plug. You've had some big wins in your career. You've won at your home track at Kentucky. You've won at Darlington. But you said this was the biggest one of your career. And obviously, Speed Weeks at Daytona is the biggest part of our sport. But how long have you dreamed of this moment? Because I, I read somewhere that you used to play uh, Daytona on video games back when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Who didn't? Right. I mean, <laughs> we're going around all these cart races and, uh, you know, we'd be in the middle of Indiana or out in Arkansas or wherever racing carts. And uh, we, we would, you know, me and my other buddies that we're all competitors with at that age, you know, we're 10 years old, nine years old. And uh, we go into their trailer. We'd be playing this Daytona game against each other. Then we go out <laughs> on track and race carts against each other. And it just brought back so many memories. Right. Like, so long ago, I've had this goal in my mind that I wanted to race at Daytona and I wanted to get a win there. And um, to know that, you know, we we did it. That was 
I don't know. It's just, it's, it's almost like validation too. Right. Because there's been so many ups and downs in my career, uh, since, since, um, I came out of the K&N series and, you know, now we've, we've got a few wins in the truck series. I've got a really steady team behind me now. And it just, it seems like things are going great. And it was a little bit of validation for the fact that, Hey, I can win on super speedways now. Like we know how to get it done. Yeah, the, the thing is, you can do everything right and still not get a super speedway win. Anybody uh, who's been in racing will tell you that, and, and I'm sure you've, you've known that yourself. But I'm curious about the, the way this thing has all unfolded for you now because you've uh, – any, and anybody who's been in racing knows this, too. You have some high highs and some low lows. What have you learned about kind of keeping that even keel, and how will that help you going forward? Yeah, I so I think it really came to me about, you know – 2019 I started working with TJ Majors and he was coaching me on how to kind of just become a better big picture driver somebody that can see everything that's going on in the race and still see this whole season at the same time and uh two years with him and now I've got TJ Bell behind me coaching me and he you know he's a I raced against him last year he's a driver right Mm -hmm. so um I've I've got some really good people behind me coaching me and I didn't necessarily have that at first. And I'll tell you, it's made all the difference in my career. Um, and I think a little bit of age too. I've gotten older and I've slowed down a little bit, uh, just mentally, just trying to take everything in. And uh, I feel like I've got just a better outlook on racing as a whole. And the experience helps a lot too, right? I've been in the trucks now for a while. And um, at this point, I feel like I know exactly what to expect when I go into each race. And I set goals for myself on each race. So I, I go in there and I tell myself exactly what I need to do. I need to be here on each stage. And I don't need to put pressure to be in this situation. And I've just kind of seen it now. And um, everything's kind of coming a little bit easier to me, I guess. All right. Well, Ben, congratulations on a strong start to the season. Look forward to seeing you at Daytona this week. And I know you'll be chomping at the bit to get back at it when you've got that little law before Vegas. Congrats and thanks for your time, man. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. That's Ben Rhodes. He drives the number 99 Toyota Tundras for Thor Sport Racing. Thank you, Woody. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll take a look back at some of the drivers whose first Daytona 500 win were also their first ever NASCAR Cup Series win. And later, we'll preview this weekend's Cup Series race on the Daytona Road Course. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Monday morning's win for Michael McDowell wasn't only special because it was the Daytona 500. Its importance was also stated by the fact that Michael McDowell had never, ever won in the NASCAR Cup Series until that moment. Michael McDowell is not the only winner in Cup Series history to earn his first win in the 500 and his Cup Series win simultaneously. We take a close look at some of the drivers who make up this exclusive club. When the caution flag flew for a massive last lap crash, Michael McDowell scored his first NASCAR Cup Series win in last Sunday's Daytona 500. 
every driver dreams of winning the Great American Race, but rarely is it a driver's first career victory. In fact, McDowell became only the eighth driver to do it. Here come Carl Edwards to the bottom. He's got drafting help. He's up to fourth. He's up to third. Here comes Carl Edwards as Bain leads to three. Something's got to give. Here comes Carl Edwards. He's got momentum. David Gilliland giving him a shove to the inside of Labonte. Now Trevor Bain will cross over the final time off four. Trevor Bain playing defense. He's out in front at age 20. He's going to win the 53rd Daytona 500. Trevor Bain gets the win for the Wood Brothers, and they're dancing on pit road, Alex Hayden. They are indeed Leonard Wood, one of the pioneers of NASCAR racing. He's going to run out and celebrate. Donnie Wingo is down here. Edsel Ford is down here. All of the Ford family on top of the pit box, and there are high fives, and more importantly, there are tears around Mr. Wood. Congratulations, you're going back to Victory Lane in Daytona. Oh, thank you very much. That's, that's the most awesome race ever. The, the guy was so talented. It was just wonderful. A decade ago, 20-year-old Trevor Bain took the Wood Brothers back to Victory Lane for the first time in 10 years. The excitement and disbelief in Bain's voice readily apparent in Victory Lane. This is insane, man. God has just been so good to us this whole week. And, uh, you know, to be in this situation, to be able to work with the Wood Brothers in that famous 21 car, I mean, it's it's insane. And it's right back where it belongs in Victory Lane. Uh, you know, David Pearson said earlier, I hope you can live up to this thing. And hopefully we're showing them we can here because I want to be in a long time to come. In 2001, Michael Waltrip claimed his first career win in the Daytona 500. Unfortunately, it happened on one of the most tragic days in NASCAR history as Dale Earnhardt lost his life in the final turn. Waltrip and DEI teammate Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished 1-2 that day, and Waltrip celebrated after the race not knowing how serious the situation was. Well, it's just unbelievable. Dale Jr., that was Budweiser they were throwing on me. And uh, I would be 0 for 463 if it weren't for Dale Jr., man. He, he dreamed he won the Daytona 500, and he did. I just got to be the one that was in victory lane. I cannot believe it. It's a great feeling. Let me ask you a question, though. Is 1 for 463 really that much better than 0 for 462? I mean, it's the Daytona 500. That's all I know. I won the Daytona 500. Waltrip would get a chance to celebrate properly after winning the Daytona 500 again, just two years later. Side, Ernie Irvin, no room to make the move down low. It tightens up, make it one car length. Now a half a car length as they race off turn four. Sterling Marlin dashes back to the checkered flag for the Daytona 500. Sterling's got a car length and a half, trying to put a dream behind him. He will win his first Winston Cup race. He tried since 1976, and Sterling Marlin has won the Daytona 500, his first Winston Cup victory and the celebration will be non-stop on pit road for the Morgan McClure team. Sterling Marlin hoisted the Harley J. Earl Trophy in victory lane in 1994, his first career NASCAR victory. Four years earlier, Derek Cope was crowned Daytona 500 champion beating Dale Earnhardt Sr. in 1990. Derek Culp down to the inside, Terry Labonte second as Dale Earnhardt slides back into the fourth position. Off the corner, it's Derek Culp. But here comes Terry Labonte, he looks to the inside. Derek Culp covers the spot. Earnhardt's not a factor here. Culp hold off the challenge of Labonte. Derek Culp wins the Daytona 500 in a remarkable upset here at the World Center of Racing. The 1990 Daytona 500 goes to Derek Cope of Spanaway, Washington, and there is a stunned silence mixed with cheers for the young driver from Washington. 
Pete Hamilton joined the list in 1970, while Mario Andretti won the 1967 Daytona 500, his only win in the Cup Series. Both those cars are running. The caution flag is out right now. White and white flag. And the caution and white are out together. This is the last lap. The caution out to all intents and purposes. That's the way it'll end up with Mario Andretti the winner. His share of the Speedway purse is $22,500, and he will also get a sizable amount in lap money and in uh, accessory monies as well. The first driver to score his first win in the Daytona 500, Tiny Lund, back in 1963. Daytona's a place where anything can happen. And Michael McDowell proved it, driving to victory lane and adding his name to an exclusive list in NASCAR history. Oh, what a perfect time for it to be your first. Coming up, it's time for this week in NASCAR history, and we look ahead to this weekend's Cup Series race on the Daytona Road Course. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Before we head for the exits, it's that time again. This week in NASCAR history, Susie Armstrong is back. Susie, what do you have for us? Thanks, Mike. Let's kick it back five decades to 1971. Welsh crooner Dave Edmonds was number one in the UK and number four in the US with I Hear You Knock It. President Richard Nixon was plotting a dubious recording session of his own in the Oval Office. 85 million viewers tuned in to watch the ruler of the silver screen, Charlton Heston, make television history in a five-hour CBS presentation of the epic drama Ben-Hur. And the king of stock car racing was grappling for a third Daytona 500 crown at the World Center of Racing. Richard Petty drifts up into the third row. Looking real good, real smooth. He heads through turn number four. Richard Petty on his way to the checkered flag down toward the tri-oval. Headed for about $40,000 for his effort this afternoon. Richard Petty, random in North Carolina, has won the Daytona 500 for the third time. 1988. The late Robin Williams won the Battle of the Box Office with the hit comedy Good Morning Vietnam. In Excess found out how the other half lives as the Australian rock band continue to rake in the CD sales with Devil Inside. Cagney and Lacey, Jake and the Fat Man, and Hunter were America's primetime TV favorites. And the late Davy Allison and Father Bobby were the darlings of Daytona, bump drafting to the line in the 30th edition of The Great American Race. Still, Bobby Allison, your leader. There's Davy Allison to the bottom of the racetrack. Davy Allison tries it on the inside. One last try for Davy Allison, but he has to tuck back in line just behind his dad, who was a twice winner of the Daytona 500. Bobby Allison wins it for the third time in his career. 2010. A Hollywood who's who cast paraded through the critically panned yet commercially successful Gary Marshall romantic comedy Valentine's Day. Jason Aldean was wide open with the number one country song The Truth. And Jamie McMurray was spinning no lies when he boasted of a fast hot rod in pre-race, beating Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the line in the 52nd running of the Daytona 500. Just don't tell him I've gone crazy. Set on just one car. They're crashing further back in the field. McMurray off turn four for the 500th 
final time. Jamie McMurray sees Dale Earnhardt Jr. behind, coming down to the line to decide the Daytona 500. McMurray will get it. His first time out with Earnhardt Ganassi Racing, he will win the 52nd running of the Daytona 500. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. The NASCAR season is underway, and it continues this weekend again in Daytona, this time at the Daytona Road Course. We take a look at what should be exciting during this weekend's Cup Series brace. Green flag goes in the air, and we're racing at the Daytona Road Course for the first time in history for the NASCAR Cup Series. Final time through 13 and 14. Hamlin is there. All over the back end of Chase Elliott. It's going to be a drag race. Chase Elliott by a half a car length. Denny Hamlin right there will not be enough across the line. And Chase Elliott has scored the win in the goal bowling 235 on the Daytona Road Course. Chase Elliott, career win number eight. Yeah, just, uh, just you know, such a privilege to be here, I, I think, first and foremost. And I don't... I don't take that for granted. Um, this is a great opportunity for me, I mean, to be able to drive race cars for a living and, you know, to reflect on the history and what has built this place uh, is, is, is very special. So um, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near the history books, but uh, certainly striving to be there and, and maybe one day we can, uh, you know, be a part of be a part of some great things coming to the checkered flag and it is not over yet ryan blaney by just a car length over chase elliott back to the chicane for the final time this will decide it they're side by side elliott to the inside of blaney they make contact and around goes ryan chase elliott will get away kyle bush now to the inside it's a drag race back to the checkered flag and the winner will be kyle bush who got by Chase Elliott after he made contact with Ryan Blaney. And Kyle Busch has scored the win or stolen the win here tonight under the light. Yeah, that was definitely the focus on this race. It's like a test session. It's our practice, you know. So um, definitely I feel like we've got a strong car. I think we got a strong uh, program and balance right here. But there's still some things that could be a little bit better. Um, you know, the nine was definitely beating me on the brakes, getting into the turns and uh, just being able to outbreak me. and. I just didn't quite have enough for that. I don't know that we can express what we're seeing here. It's just been flawless for the driver, the number nine Chevrolet. To be honest with you, it was a lot different than I remember the summer race being here. You know, braking, I felt like was was tougher without the big spoiler on the back. And to me, the, just the, that infield section is just so slick. I don't know if it was that slick in the summer. Maybe it was, but um, just not a lot of grip at all. So, yeah, I think we can be a lot better for the race next week. Joey Logano unchallenged in third, about 20 car lengths back. For one, the package, way better. <laughs> way, way better. Uh, able to, um, you know, stay behind cars better. Um, you know, I think that was a, definitely a gain. The, you know, the draft on the straightaway wasn't any less. I, I can tell you that much, which is kind of you know, surprising. You think a big spoiler would put a bigger hole in the air and the draft would be more, but it really didn't affect the, the draft much at all. So I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then the curbing, yeah, we got to do something. Um, it, I felt like I was dirt racing still out there. So just a, a mud bath back there. And that's, that's kind of what plugged up our grill in the first place. 21 was in front of me. And what ends up happening, guys, is, is, is your nose to tail on the car in front of you. Uh, and you can't see the curves to your right, right? Imagine being right behind somebody. It, you can't see where those curves are. You just physically can't see it. Um, so you end up going shorter and shorter to the right. Uh, you know, to try to, one, get your angle better, but two, try to find some vision. And 
you do that and you go through the mud and then it kicks up on the racetrack and then you hit the exit one because you you, you, you hit the one in the middle of it so they got to do something to clean that up i don't know what the answer is completely probably putting some some of those yellow curbs that you see at the the final chicane um probably somewhere in there to try to, to stop that i think would help Ryan Blaney is there. He pulls up. Drivers right as they head for the for the horseshoe. It is side by side for the lead. Really proud of the effort. I feel like our road course program is getting better. Um, I think we we need to improve our late race, our late run speed. Uh, we need our cars need to hang on a little bit better. Uh, but other than that, really really proud of the whole group. We've we've made huge gains, like I said, on our road course programs. We still got a little ways to go, but it was a nice step uh, in the right direction to build notes for uh, a couple weeks. Can't wait to get back to Daytona. It'll be the O'Reilly Auto Parts 253, and you'll be able to hear it here on the Motor Racing Network. That's all the time we have for you for this week, folks. Our congratulations to Michael McDowell, Austin Cindric, and Ben Rhodes. We thank them for joining us. Also, we thank you as well for stopping by. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Julian Council and Rich Colbert. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.